Welcome. At the end of last Chukot, we read that HaKadosh Baruch who commanded Avram Avinu to do the mitzvah of Brismila, to circumcise himself and the male members of his household. And we read that he followed the command, and he did so. In this week's parsha, Parsha's Vayera, opens with the following. Vayera above Hashem, and Hashem appeared to him, meaning the aforementioned Avraham, Be'elone Mamre, in the plains of Mamre. Mamre was a friend, a, uh, a balbris, a, uh, a colleague, and a uh, associate of Avraham Avinu. That's where he happened to be at the time, Be'elone Mamre, in the plains of Mamre. Behu Yoshev Pesach Ohel, and Avraham was sitting by the entrance to his tent, Kachem Hayyim, in the heat of the day. Rashi here explains by Yera Elov that Hashem appeared to Avraham, Levaker Esachayra. Why did a Kaddish Borachu now appear in a vision to Avraham Avinu? In order to visit the person who was ill. He had just circumcised himself, he was not feeling too well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to pay a visit. Amar Rabbi Chama Bar Hanina. Rabbi Chama Bar Hanina says, It was the third day following his bris milah, which uh, Chazal tell us is the most uncomfortable, painful day. HaKadosh Baruch Hu came and asked about Abraham's welfare. We're now going to concentrate on the next Rashi, Be'eloine Mamre, really the one after this one. Hashem uh, appeared to Avraham, Be'eloine Mamre, Hushin Asamle Eitza Al Hamila. Mamre is the person who gave Avraham an Eitza, he gave him advice regarding the Mila. Lefichach Nigla Olov Bechelkai. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to him in the portion of land that belonged to Mamre. All of the Mephoshim here uh, discuss, and they all state that it is highly unlikely to say that Abraham was uh, wondering whether he should do Milo or not, and he went to his friend Mamre and asked for advice. Uh, Abraham Avinu, if he if he heard a commandment from a Kodesh Baruch, he was certainly going to do it. So there are a variety of answers to explain exactly what was the Eitzah that uh, Mamre gave to Abraham. We're not going into that question now. Yoshev, where was Avraham when this occurred? He was Yoshev, he was sitting. Rashi says, Yoshavksiv. The word Yoshev really should have a vav. It should be Yud, Vav, Shin, base. But it is written here just as Yud, Shin, base. Yoshev means sitting. It is a present tense or what's called a poil. Um, it is it is describing a present and somewhat constant state. Yoshav, if we take out the Devav and we read it Yoshav, uh, then it means past tense. He did sit. So Rashi points out that this word Yoshav is written in what's called Ksiv Chaser. It's written in, in uh, what the academics call defective spelling, meaning it is nothing wrong with it. It just means it is missing a letter that perhaps could and should be there. And what is the, what? how should we interpret it? Explains Rashi. 
Avram Avinu really wanted to stand up. He was sitting by the, 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 the opening of his tent, sitting by the doorway of his tent, and he saw some people coming, and so he wanted to stand up. Amarle HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avram, Shed, you sit, Vani Yamut, and I will stand. Look, look, you're not feeling well. You sit down, I will stand. V'yatoh simen levanecha. And you will be a simon, your actions will be a sign of in the future for your children. That in the future, I, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I am going to stand in the congregation of judges, meaning when Jewish judges are going to adjudicate a case, when they are going to sit in judgment, so they are going to, uh, I am going to stand there, I, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyachol, I will stand there, and they will sit. The Dayanim sit. Nakodesh Baruch Hu says, I will be standing there. Shinemar, as it says a Pasuk in Tehillim, Elohim Nitzav Badas Kel. Elohim, God, stands in the congregation of the judges. The word, um, the word Elohim actually can mean either it can mean Hashem, it can mean God, it can also mean judges. Okay, this is the Rashi I'd like to concentrate on. That Rashi says that the Pesach sh uh, really should have been written Yud Vav Shin Beis, for who Yo Shave, but it is written Chaser, it is written without that Vav, and uh, we're going to interpret it for now that that means that it is, at least on some secondary level, it should be read as Yoshav, he sat, because really, Avram, he was sitting, but he wanted to get up. Hashem said, sit down, so he sat down. So he sat down. It's a past tense. He sat down. Hashem appeared to Avram in the plains of Mamre, and he sat down by the Pesach Ha'il. He sat down by the opening of his tent. Because he tried to get up, but Hashem told him to sit down. That's how we should read the Pasuk, at least on this secondary level. Of course, this shows us the, the greatness of Avram Avinu. He was, on the third day of his brismila, he was obviously in a great deal of pain and discomfort. But he went outside, and as Rashi uh, says later, he was looking for looking for guests to come by so that he could, uh, he could uh, benefit them, that he could help them. And and when they came, when he when he saw three people coming, so he tried to stand up. He only sat down because Akodesh Baruch Hu told him to sit down. And this this lesson is 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 conveyed to us by the spelling of this word Yoshev. There's one small problem with this, at least according to the great super commentary Maskel the David, because Maskel the David tells us in a comment in Parshas Akev and in a couple of other places and in his, in his introduction, that Rashi does not usually bother with these matters of spelling. Whether a word has a vav or leaves out the vav and just puts a little dot on top of the letter, or whether the word, the word sometimes has an extra yud, or sometimes that yud is simply replaced with a dot under the letter with a chirik, Rashi does not normally concern himself with this. Let's read a few words from the Mosque of the David. In a comment in Parshish Ekev, 
Mask of the David writes, the responsibility of explaining chaser and yeser is not upon our rabbi, meaning it is not upon Rashi. Meaning Rashi did not take it upon himself to explain why sometimes a vav or a yud is, is missing from a word or why sometimes a vav or a yud is lacking from a word. Why not? Because Rashi only came to explain the simple meaning of the psukim. And the simple meaning of a word is not changed, whether you spell it with a vav or without a vav, with a yod, without a yod. It means the same. The chol ki hai and anything like this, meaning any place where Rashi does tell us, gives us an explanation of why there is a ksiv chaser or a ksiv yatir, muhrach lemar, it is necessary to say, we must say, shabol de taretz ezekoshi, that he is coming to answer some difficulty in the language of the Pusik. Meaning, sometimes Rashi has a question on a Pusik, a, a question in Pshat. And then he will answer it by telling us something that Chazal, that the Gemara or the Midrash says, based on the insertion or the lack of a Yudah Ravot, based on Ksiv Chaser or Ksiv Yatir. But it's not because Rashi is interested in that topic per se. But he's using what the Chachamim told us about it in order to answer certain questions in Pshat. So the question is, why over here? Why in this Rashi? Why in this Rashi comment does Rashi uh, concern himself with the spelling of the word Yoshev? And he tells us it's written in such a way that you could actually read it Yashav, it would seem that it's unnecessary for Rashi to discuss this. So Maskele David, true to his word, in his commentary, in his super commentary on this Rashi, he tells us that, yes, there was really a different question that Rashi was trying to answer. And his question was a, a very simple and, and, and strong question. The Pasuk says that Hashem appeared to Avraham, and he's sitting. If Hashem would appear to Avram, could it be that he that he continued to sit? Could it be that he was sitting? Of course, Avram would have would stand up if if he sensed that a Kodesh Baruch who was appearing before him and coming to speak to him. How could it possibly be that Avram was sitting when Hashem appeared to him? That was Rashi's question in Pshat, and to to which Rashi answers that. We find in the words of our Chachamim that they asked a different question. They asked a question, why does it say, why is it written Yoshev without a vav? It should have really written, should have really been Yoshev with a vav. And our Chazal answer that the Torah wanted to wanted to hint to us that really Avraham Yoshev, he sat down now, he, he sat down. When Hashem came to him, how could that be? Because I'll explain. He really did want to stand up. But a Kodesh Baruch Hu appeared, and a Kodesh Baruch Hu told him to sit down. Uh, this this Mamer Chazal, this statement from our Tachamim, um, also answers Rashi's question. Right? Rashi's question was, how could it be that Hashem is appearing to Abraham, and Abraham is sitting? Of course, Abraham would stand up. The answer is, he tried to stand up. But God told him to sit down. 
So Rashi is using this drusha. He's using this um, quote-unquote homiletical explanation of why it says uh, Yoshev without a vav, it really should have a vav. He is using it to answer. That question in and of itself doesn't really concern Rashi, but he's using it to answer a question in Pshat. How could it be that Abraham Avinu was sitting while Hashem was communicating to him? Good. Only it's a little a little sticky to me, a little problematic to me. I'm probably just misunderstanding something. But to me, I would have read the Pasuk. Right? Hashem appeared to Abraham in Elonimam, right? He he is sitting. Doesn't mean he was sitting while Hashem was speaking to him. It means he was sitting just before Hashem started to sit, started to speak to him. Of course, once Hashem started to speak to him, he stood up. The Pusik doesn't have to say that. The Pusik is just saying that where was Abraham sitting? He was sitting by the Pesach Oil when Hashem came. What's what is the Maskeladovitz? According to the Maskeladovitz, what was Rashi's Kashi? Rashi's Kashi was uh, how could Abraham sit while Hashem is talking? I don't think it's much of a Kashi. Of course, Abraham stood up. I mean, the Pusik doesn't have to say that. The Pusik is saying that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came and first appeared, Abraham was sitting. So I think I would like to, I would like to recommend, I would like to suggest an alternative, an alternative to the Mosque of the Dabit, as follows. What was Rashi's question about this Pasuk? Of course, Rashi assumed that once HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to him, appeared to Avram Avinu, Abraham Avinu stood up. That, that's, that's obvious. But Rashi's question was, if that's what the Pusik means, it should have said, Why do I say that? Because I have explained many times that the phrase, that grammatical construct, not who Yoshev, but who Yoshev, would be what we call an avramukdam. It would be a past perfect. It wouldn't mean he did sit down. It would mean he had sat down previous to the to the vayera elov Hashem, and that that apparently would would be a proper description of what must have happened. Abraham had sat down by the pesach oil. Okay, that's where he decided to sit that day for his very good reasons, because he was looking for Orchen. He was looking for wayfarers to, to bring them in and to be kind to them. And then, and then Hashem appeared to him, at which point we can assume, it's not necessary for the pastor to say, that Avram would have stood up. But it should, if that is what it means, that's very, very logical and very understanding, understandable, the pastor should have said, Vuhu Yoshav, he had sat down, not Buhu Yoshev. Buhu Yoshev actually does sound something like what the Maskeladavid is saying, that Hashem appeared to him and Avraham is sitting, which is which is inconceivable. But again, if the point of the Pasuk is he had been sitting beforehand, then it's using the wrong grammar. It should have been Buhu Yoshev. That was really the question that was bothering Rashi. How does Rashi answer? Again, he answers by quoting 
this statement from our sages who comment on the spelling of the word Yoshev, that it's missing a vav, and the Chachamim tell us that really Avraham Avinu wanted to stand up when he when he saw Kodesh Baruch Hu coming, when, when he saw this sight, whether it's he saw Kodesh Baruch Hu, or he saw the three people, but he, he wanted to stand up, but a Kodesh Baruch Hu said, shave. And therefore, therefore Avraham Avinu sat down. Which comes out that the action of sitting down that is being mentioned, that is that is that is indicated in this passage, did not take place before Hashem appeared to Abraham. It's not a past perfect telling us about what happened even before. It's telling us about what happened now, or at least it's hinting to it. But Yera Elo Hashem Mamre, Hashem appeared to Avram, and he sat down now. Why did he sit down now? Because he tried to get up and Hashem told him, sit down. So he sat down now. Perhaps that is the what really what Rashi's question was, and that is how the Maimar Chazal about the Ksiv Chaser answers his question. There is, however, another uh, important question that needs to be raised on this Rashi comment. And that's on the second part. Okay, Rashi tells us this, this little story that Avram tried to stand up. Hashem said, sit down. And then, but what's the end? What, what is the... Rashi continues. The Atta Simen Levanecha. You, Avram, are going to be a Simen for your children. This, of course, is, is uh, in the category of, of what Chazal tell us. Masa Avais Simen Levanim. That things that the Avais did are portents of things that are going to happen with their descendants, with the Klal Yisrael. So you are a simon, you are a sign to your children. That I, Hashem, am going to stand amongst your judges, and they are going to sit, etc. As, as is indicated in a Pasuk in Tehillim. The question is raised by Maharshal, Lorena Harav Shlomo Luria. The Maharshal lived in the 1500s. He was one of the great Halachic authorities of his day. Uh, he wrote uh, several volumes of a, a very great halachic work called uh, Yam Shel Shlomo. Uh, he also wrote, or it looks like a Talmud of his wrote, a, fair, a fairly short super commentary on Rashi. It's not very complete, but on each parsha there are three or four or maybe five comments. I say that it looks like he didn't write it himself because at the end of every piece, the person who wrote it says, Maharshal, as if he's quoting, as if he's saying over, writing down what his Rebbe said. But anyway, this Sefer, that Sefer is called Uriah Shlema. And in the Sefer Uriah Shlema, he raises the question, why is this point that HaKadosh Vorahu stands amongst Jewish Dayanim, that God's presence is there when Dayanim are, are ruling on a Din Torah, why is this placed here in this in this pasuk about Avram Avinu uh, sitting outside his tent uh, just after he did Brismila? What's what's the connection? I mean, if 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 if, uh, if uh, justice according to the Torah is so important that God stands there amongst the judges, okay, so that we should have found a, a hint to this in maybe in Parshas Mishpatim, 
or one of the other places in the Torah where it talks about judgment and, and but they din and courts and so on. Well, what's it doing here in it? Avram Avinu did Brismila and, and Akadish Baruch Hu said something to him, which is a hint that uh, when Jewish judges sit, God stands amongst them. This is the question. To answer this question, the Marshal uses a method which I've mentioned many, many times, and that is that in order to understand a, a difficult Rashi comment, as this one is somewhat difficult, it raises a difficulty. The, one of the first methods that one should choose, that one should try, is to examine other Rashi comments on related topics. And that's exactly what Marshall does here. He tells us to take a look at the first Pasuk in Parshish Mishpatim and at the Rashi on that Pasuk. Parshish Mishpatim begins... These are the mishpatim, these are the laws that you shall place in front of them. Now, who is the them? Rashi understands, as we will see in a moment, them refers to the Jewish judges. It doesn't mean these are the laws that you will place in front of the Jewish nation. That's not the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Rashi is going to say, it means these are the laws that you shall place in front of the judges so that they will use them to, to make their judgments. Rashi comments, Lifnei hen, in front of them, v'loi lifnei goya. You shall not place these laws in front of non-Jews. And he explains, Even if you know about a particular law, Shehem danin aisai kedine Yisrael. You know that regarding a particular matter, the nations, they rule the same way that the Jewish rules are. For example, uh, they rule that if you uh, walk up to somebody on the street and, and, uh, and grab him and pull his wallet out of his pocket. So according to the law of the Torah, that's called gzela, and you must pay back the amount that you stole. You don't pay back double like a ganov who sneaks into your house, but you pay back the amount you stole. Now, what if you happen to know, what if somebody stole from you? Another Jew, he stole from you. He did gzeba on you. He grabbed you in the street and, and took your wallet. And uh, you happen to know that the local non-Jewish court will listen to the evidence. And if they, if the evidence is sufficient, they will give you the same exact reward that the Jewish court will give. So maybe you would like to go to the non-Jewish court for whatever reason you may have. Even if you know that their din is going to be the same as the Jewish din, the Jewish din, do not bring your case to their arkoyas, to their courts. Why not? A person who brings Jewish dinim in front of the non-Jews, meaning he brings a dispute between one Jew and another to a secular non-Jewish court, Michalel es Hashem, he is desecrating Hashem's name. And he is giving honor to the name of idolatry, in order to give it importance, etc. Rashi quotes a couple of psukim that prove this. This is, um, this is a halacha the Maisa, which uh, maybe perhaps is not so properly observed all the time. 
But if you have a, a monetary dispute with another Jew, you can't just go directly to the secular court, even, even in our times, even in, in New York or New Jersey or California. That would, that, that would be us, sir. It's only if you have invited the person, you have uh, issued a summons to the person to appear at the Jewish court, and he is recalcitrant, he doesn't want to come, he refuses to come. So then in order to, uh, to save yourself, in order to, to avoid a loss, you may bring it, you may bring the case to a non-Jewish court. Now, the Marshal says, what do we see from this Rashi? Among other things, we see many important points in this Rashi in Mishpatim. But the Marshal says, you see from this Rashi in Mishpatim that judges in a, in a Din Torah, judges who are going to judge a case, a, a, a disagreement between two Jews, the judges must be Jewish, circumcised, descendants of Abraham. They can't just be anybody. They can't just be uh, non-Jews, even though they're, gonna, they're going to give the correct decision. If the decision they're going to give is the same that the Torah would have given. But that's not good enough. The, the judges have to be Jewish, and they have to be the children of Avram Avinu, and they have to be, they have to be regular Jews. They have to be circumcised. And therefore, explains Marshall, therefore explains Marshall that, that that's why this hint is given here in this Parsha of Mila. Here, Avram Avinu has just circumcised himself, circumcised his household. He is really in the process of creating Iklal Yisrael. So here there is a remis, here there is a hint that when there's a Klal Yisrael and when there are Jews, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will stand amongst their judges, amongst the Jewish judges, who must be Jewish in order to adjudicate cases between Jews. Maybe that's why they call it adjudicate. What the Marshal is saying is really part of a greater, more general principle. And that is that in the Torah, in Judaism, there is no split between there is no split between ben adam lemakim and ben adam lechaveru. There are mitzvahs, there are commandments, and there are directives how to act as a person in relationship to a kodesh baruch There are mitzvahs, then there are directives how to act as a as a human being in relationship to other human beings. In the Torah, there's no real difference between the two. One cannot say, I'll be a good person, but I, I won't pray and I won't put, I won't put on tefillin and I won't bother to eat. I'm not going to eat kosher. What's the difference? I'm nice to everybody I meet and I'm fair and I'm helpful and I'm, I'm a good citizen. And No, that's not enough. And the other way is not also not enough. First, I, I put on tefillin and I eat kosher and I keep Shabbos and you're not nice to other people. You don't help other people. You never, you never bother yourself to help another human being. You, you throw your garbage on the floor. You're not a good citizen. No, not acceptable in, in Judaism. Neither way is acceptable. Now, here we have in this Pasuk and in this Rashi, in the way the Marshal is interpreting it, we have Avram Avinu, uh, who has just performed 
bris milah, which is clearly a mitzvah in Adam Lamakai. It is a religious obligation. It is a religious ritual. One does not become a better person by doing bris milah in simplicity. You're not becoming nicer and kinder. You're not becoming more helpful. You're not helping little old ladies cross the street. None of the above. But it is something that a man has to do in order to become part of Klai Yisrael and in order to enhance his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch. In this Pasuk about Rismila, there is a hint to how to judge cases between two people who have a dispute over $10 or $5 or even down to a Shava Pruta. There is a hint here about how to do Mishpat. Mishpat is the ultimate in Adam Lechaveroi. You want to defend the downtrodden. You want to create a just society. Apparently, on the face of it, you're not becoming closer to, to God by being fair to other human beings. You really are. But I mean, on the on the face of it, on the on this in the superficial look, I'm not praying, I'm not, I'm not keeping kosher, I'm not lighting Shabbos candles, I'm not I'm not putting on tefillin. I'm just being fair to people. It's all the same in the Torah. As Rashi says in Parsha's Kisisaw, it happens to be in the Parsha of the Cheta Egel, but there it refers to the to the Luchais, to the two tablets of, of the law. It says, Shnei Luchais Ha'edus, the two tablets of the testimony, and the word Luchais is spelled Chaser. We've been talking today about Siv Chaser and Siv Yatia. The word Luchais really should be spelled Lamed Ches Vav Tov, Luchos. The, the feminine plural is always Vav Tov, Vav Sov. However, there it is spelled Luchos, just with a dot above the Ches, as if it had been written Luchas, one Luch. There Rashi says, it's telling us the two Luchas were equal. We know that on the first Luach, the first five commandments or the first five Dibrois are all about connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It says, I am Hashem. You shall have no other gods before me. Don't swear falsely in my name. Keep Shabbos, etc. It's all about relating to Hashem. The other five are all about how you treat other people. Don't, don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't swear falsely. That's all about ben Adam what Rashi tells us, of course it's in the name of Chazal, Rashi tells us the two of them are equal. They're both equally important and as we see here, even in Sukkim that are about there are Ramazim, there are hints to how to the importance of acting properly in Adam And there are other examples, which we're not going to mention now, where there are mitzvahs about, um, there are psukim about how to act between one person and another, which really also hint to us how to act towards a Kaddish Baruch.